You are the Messiah. You are the prophet. <laughs> oh dear. That, oh dear. That, that's the best quote I've had and people won't oh, hear it. Well, we're live. They did hear it. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, now you know my secret why I know so much about the draft. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the BA Show. It is Monday, the 27th of November, 2023. It's a different feel today. Pom, we saw we saw football today. Well, we saw something of 2024 for the first time, and I've got a bit of a pep in my step today. Yeah, quite honestly, I've been around on this planet 38 years, and if you're talking about the same thing I am, Ganacho's worldy. Yeah, honestly, everything's all right in the world. What a goal. But you're talking about Carlton. I didn't see that, no. But I have seen the hype on the internet. And I saw your highlights, Terry. Um, Today, you were my resource. I got to see players running around. And it it gets you excited, doesn't it? It's hard not to get excited. Yes. There was nothing... There was nothing that I saw today or that anybody who was at training saw today which gave us any inkling as to why we're going to be better or worse for the season ahead. But it was just more around being a reminder that it all just goes on 2023. At some point, we're going to stop talking about it the way we have been. And it was just a bit of a preview into the new group. You know, there were new people, you know, number two and number four had different players in the Guernseys, you know, number 14 had a different player. Like it was just a, a, a fresh a fresh uh, energy about the place. So, um, but we will talk about the Blues. Maybe we could talk about United, mate. You're United and that Wildy. That was something else. Oh, mate, honestly, um, probably the most fun I've had at 3.30 a.m. aside from my honeymoon, honestly. <laughs> what, what a moment for the young lad. Tell you, yeah. what a moment. It, it, goals like that make me feel 12 again. It was good. It was good. I was up pretty early running around to get to Icon Park in time. Um, so I saw the highlights of the goal, like a brief highlight of the goal. Pretty good stuff. I, I, I lost my bananas, let's say. I lost yeah. my bananas at that, that, that moment mate. in time. What a goal. What the a gunners are on, to be alive. Yeah, the gunners are on top. Tottenham got batted everywhere they went. Everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. <laughs> I've been trying Steph to sing. Jack, that. Though, so we can't talk about that. That's, well, that's why I, br- I like why I brought it up. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. I've been <laughs> trying to sing the song to her, and it just it never made sense until last week. So it was good. The old Spurs but, are back, baby. Yes, yes. So you, you tell you what else I'm relieved uh, about. I'm relieved to do a, a show on a Monday, and there's actually something to talk about. You know with like new news and new things rather than having to manufacture too much. That's always a good, uh, good time. I think the hardest part of preseason is over and there's still a little bit of a waiting period, but I think to know that the boys are back at training and positional changes will come and things like that numbers, which we'll touch on. It's good. You know what I did enjoy as well is St. Kilda trying desperately to be Carlton and with the picture of Paddy Dell. I quote, quoted it i quote tweeted it and i had uh put like a gif to make fun of it and then i thought i stopped myself and i'm like no we're gonna practice humility it's too early to be doing this 
let's just let it slide. And I don't want any bad karma coming my way. Because if you make fun, then Paddy Dow has 40 touches against us. And, you know, we don't want it. We don't want to be invoking any of that. Well, I mean, there is big rumours that St Kilda are going to be changing their club name to the Carlton Reserves. There's a little bit of Man City Arsenal about the relationship between us and St Kilda, isn't there? Carlton Reserves, you're having a laugh. Carlton Reserves, you're having a laugh. I will stuff them. I still owe it. Who is it? Marsh or whatever he's called. Whatever that wet wipe's called. I, I don't forget. I'll enjoy it. I will. I will. Um, so we'll get to the show. Actually, I forgot to mention an item on the agenda as well before we get to the first item. So you know how we've been talking about evolving the fan experience, chants, etc. And like, you know, we've been, there's been a bit of a discussion around what type of songs we're going to add and implement. I think something happened over the last seven days, which has actually presented itself to the Carlton community which we can either choose to accept as a a sign or let it go. I think Robbie Williams has done the hard work for us and he's literally given us the songs to sing maybe before a game, during a game. Uh, I don't know. What did you think about the Robbie Williams, Carlton, last seven days? Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean... It, it, it seems amazing to Australians, but everyone does that. So, like, Robbie's benefiting from a non-chant culture. Um, but yes. Every young lad and lass in the UK, as soon as we put the dummy out, we chant songs. I, I, I can remember getting chanted at when I first used the toilet. And I think I did that to my kids as well. Do you know what I mean? I gave yeah. them a football chant. But no, I mean, it is good. I mean, TDK is in the air. Um, well, I think Better Man is the one. Because I, when I Better think Man. about what the issues with getting it off the ground are, what we saw with Seven Nation Army, not that I don't like Seven Nation Army, but I think some of the feedback that I saw was we needed songs, we needed words, we needed something we can all be... Um, comfortable singing. And I think Robbie Williams has certain songs that most people would be happy to sing. I think you add the Carlton man at the end of the better man lyrics. And then all of a sudden there's your pregame. And if we get that going, make a grand final Robbie's there. We're all belting it out in front of him. It just, I feel like it all makes sense. I feel like it was the piece and it's been given he, to he's us. A gateway dr- he's given you the gateway drug. He's given you the yes. gateway drug, right? So every, the secret of chance is there's no ego, no arrogance, and an yep. understanding that when you're at a game of sport, the guy next to you, whether he's an accountant, a lawyer, or a bin man, is you. He's as good as you, and he's as bad as you. So we always have opening songs. If you've ever gone to an England game, every club has a pop song that opens up the crowd to sing. And when you're singing with some idiot next to you, you've never met before. Suddenly the barriers are broken. So I think a Robbie Williams song at the start of the game yeah. would be would be the one. So if it's Better Man, if it's whatever Robbie's song, Rock DJ, something that your nan knows, your auntie knows, your sister knows, and your kids know, that breaks the stigma. So then you are loud. And I think it's no surprise that you look at AFL Entertainment, no disrespect, it's usually piss. Robbie Williams, for me, by a mile, is the best one you had because everyone knows who he is. 
Oh, they, yeah. Everyone knows who he is. Like well, Robbie Williams, no one cares about anyone when Robbie Williams is on stage. So you heard the noise and that made me feel old when Robbie sung at the grand final because you saw people who I would consider old, who were my age, realising I am actually old, but the kids were singing with mums and dads. So it breaks that down and it's no surprise that grand final was very loud because yeah. suddenly... The embarrassment of me shit chanting, yeah, you did, yeah, you did. Do you know what I mean? It, it goes because you've just been singing stupid songs with your mate next door to you. So I, I agree. I, I'd like to see it. I, I think you can't. The my worriness, and I've seen it because it's the modern day generation who are pushing the chance because they're seeing Europe. It's got to be organic because if you try and fabricate it. It becomes, and I agree with Bugs Bell, the game is the entertainment. In so football, soccer, it's the entertainment. The singing is part of that, though. So you've got to make it organic. If it becomes like America, where we've got some chubby guy on a tan eye going, oh, Gavino, give me a C! It, <laughs> it goes, and that is a common yeah. chant in Australia. People spell the name out. I used to do that at reception. That's how I learned to spell my name. So it's got to be organic. It's got to be organic. Otherwise, yeah. it's cringe. The game is the entertainment, of course, but the fans create the atmosphere and our fans have an opportunity to create more of a hostile environment for an opposition. And having been on the receiving end of fans committing to singing and chanting, aka preliminary final at the Gabba, it's... I don't know if intimidating is the word. I don't think our players were intimidated, but it's just noise. It drowns you out and you have no choice but to accept it for what it is. And it just got to a point in that prelim where I'm like, what can we do? We can't do anything about it. It's, um, you know, it's their thing. So I don't know. I just felt like Robbie Williams gave us a parting gift and we can choose to accept the gift or we can choose to carry on with, what we have right now. Mate, no, no, I think it's an actual thing. Like, I don't know if James is taking the piss. People sing because the English culture is stalked in the Celtic Saxon culture, yep. which they went to war singing. So it descends as English, Scotland, Ireland, Wales singing culture. It's what we do when we're together. You, you give me a few beers. I'll sing you a song. I can't help it. There's something wrong with me. Um, so I agree with you, Taz. I think the big thing for me is it is an intimidation factor. If you ever go to, I'm a Man United fan. If I go to Anfield, you speak to fans who are foreign and not born in that culture, they'll tell you hearing you'll never walk alone is mm. amazing. I find it quite intimidating when you're sat in Anfield in the away end and you've got 50,000 Scousers singing that song. It, you feel the pain. You feel the mm. fear. You go to Celtic Park particularly and they sing their songs, their anti-Protestant songs and whatnot and songs about the Rangers. It's intimidating. You feel the hatred. You feel not welcome. So imagine what that does to a player. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're sat, all you've got to do is drink beers and eat popcorn and you're scared, imagine what it's like to be on the front line. So I agree with you. I think it affects the players and I'd imagine... There's a lot of AFL players. I mean, look at them. Someone writes a tweet and they want two weeks off school. Can you imagine what it would be like at the game if there was a chant? Collingwood chant. 
you you feel that you feel the you feel pissed off, don't you? You want to get up and I want to go across the MCG and uppercut someone when I hear that song. So gets in your head. Yep. Well, just a thought. Let's see how it eventuates. Um, so that's that. Uh, I want to touch on the draft period has come and gone. You have gone through, I mean, it's your grand final every year. It's that time where I think, I think, I think people do appreciate what you do, but they don't truly get to see it until draft time. There's something about draft time, which you, you, you just excel um, and stand out. And a lot of people, one of the first questions they ask me is, or well, why doesn't he go to games? And the second one is always, how does he know so much about the draft? So can you give us an insight into what the draft period as a whole was like for you? <laughs> well, if you, if you caught the half conversation at the start, um, cutting a deal with a supernatural force, um, unfortunately, it's not that easy. It would be easy if I could just sell my soul um, for it. Um, I'm, it's a labour of love. So, I mean, a backstory for me, anything I do, no matter what it is, I've got something wrong with me. I have to know it inside out. I can't just kind of know. I have to know. So a good starting point for me when I first learned the game was how do players come into the system? Do you buy them? Do you do that? The draft was a big thing. And I had the same issue as most of you do. I wanted to know who Blaine Burkhurst was. And I only ever found out about Blaine Burkhurst the hour we drafted him. So... I started to get into that and then it's just progressed. So I started doing YouTube a couple of years ago um, with Terry and it, it was something that I've been passionate about. So it's my off season, like on the weekends, I'll be watching these games. Um, I try and get down to a few. Um, I've made contacts now with coaches and staff of these groups who send me footage, send me intel, point me in the direction to check these players out and it's progressed now into like a conveyor belt to where we are now where I have folders set up of all the full games. Um, I've got some guys who take video footage for their websites and they send me the full unedited footage folders. So right now we are up to 2025. So we've got players already we're researching for two years time who we're hearing about. So it, it, it's a full in-depth thing. If you've watched some of my draft content, I know a lot of you have done. And thank you for your kind words in chat. We've got spreadsheets as well. So you'll see that I have the itemized. So this year, we're doing something different on Pommy and Oz. If you are interested in it, we're going to be covering the draft from now to next year. So we're not... I've, I've noticed a lot of people have piggybacked, not just on my work, but on everyone's work. So I want to try and take it to the next level now. So now you're going to see the progression of the top 100 from now till then. And we can do it together. So you're actually going to see the research in real time because we're going to bring a fortnightly show uh, and lots of reviews of these kids as well. Lots of these reviews of these kids. And if you are on Pobby and Oz, we're going through all the teams at the moment. We're giving you a player to watch. So I'm setting you all homework. So Carlton will have one as well. It won't be the Camparellis, just a, a top secret. It won't be the Camparellis, because that would be easy if I gave you a lookout for Ben. Yeah, I, I said something on the phone the other day, which I, I stopped myself and thought, oh, I just realized something about the draft. I've never really, the whole draft points to pick system has never really... He became a so nerd chap. 
it's never really sunk into my brain. I was on the phone to Pommy the, uh, the other day and I'm like, oh, what are we going to do next year with our first round pick? Because let's just say whatever, our first pick is 15. And Camp Rally boys go, first one goes at like 25. We wouldn't want to be giving up pick 15. We would, we, you know, we wouldn't want our first pick to come before Camp Rally boy is, is, is bidded on because of the point. Like we, we just wouldn't want that. It wouldn't be in our best interest. And that's where eventually it started to seep into my brain. Um, but just on what you're doing, so it would be pretty cool. This time last year, I'm, I'm sure Ashton Moyer, for example, might have been in that top five bracket for you. I don't know where he was at the time. So it would be pretty cool to see who that's going to be for the next 12 months, who that Ashton Moyer type, Harry Lemmy type, top five at the start of the year, drops out at the end of the year, who that's going to be. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Well done. He, he, thank you very much. He he was 14th on my list, and that's why I talked about him, because someone might have thought Carlton were going to be fourth, and that would be our mm. pick. So <laughs> I looked around them areas, so thankfully he slid. Um, but yeah, and Terry was nailed it. Terry has watched so much content, he worked out the cheat code. Carlton just trade ahead of where the Camparellis are. And we get three picks technically in the top 20. So Terry's a genius now. He's he's worked it out. He's worked it out. Yeah, I'll still have off-season off, mate. I'll still draft here. It's not for me. <laughs> Sometimes it's about knowing what your strengths are and draft time is not that time for me. Um, but that's okay. Uh, so that is that. You just said something there that was interesting. The Camp Reale boys, we know that that's going to be the crux of what we do next year but there will be somebody else to watch, potentially? If Nick Austin's smart, and I think he is, um, he'll trade. So you saw Doggies do it this year, and this has been quite a controversial thing in the AFL because I think some of the list manage well, some of the clubs are a little bit slow, and they've realised that this has happened before, what the Doggies did, just no one's noticed it. The Doggies snuck in front of their father and son, so they technically... Everyone laughed when they did their trade because it was quite overs, but it actually works out they got two top 10 picks for the price of one, which is very clever. So I'd imagine Carlton will do something the same next year. They'll probably bundle up their future first and their current first for a pick maybe in the top 15 before the Camparellis and maybe a second, which will help them next year um, meet their quarter. So I'd imagine Carlton will probably try and do the ultimate of draft scams because I am hearing the father-son rules won't be touched and the NGA rules won't be touched until Tasmania enter the system. And that's when there will be an overhaul of the system to help Tasmania out with the concessions that they will get. So this is probably the last year that you can be dodgy. So let's be dodgy. Okay. Well, there you go. Today was day one of training. Uh, open training was was held today at Icon Park. A few people messaged me. Uh, yeah, Ryan, uh, everyone was allowed to go watch today. I think there was the reason why not as many people showed up in my view anyway was because they announced that at about 5 p.m. on Friday that they'd be doing an open training session at 9 a.m. on Monday. So uh, there's that. There was also Hella Roadworks happening up on Royal Parade. It was, it was raining. raining. <laughs> it was raining. It was raining for both teams. <laughs> hey, bit, a wee bit damp. Yeah, it was a wee bit damp, but there was about 
33 people, fans, in the stands. I was there this morning, um, bumped into Paul Sebastiani, bumped into Heath Buck. Uh, kind, of, kind of brought me back to 2019 days. The same, the same, uh, same oh. people there. It was good. Don't Johnny Holden was there. Yeah, it was great. Don't say that. 2019. Use another oh. analogy, Terry. <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. But um, I just wanted to touch on the notables from today. And I think the first one would be the numbers. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Tell me about the numbers, mate. What's what's wrong with the numbers? I'm going to disappoint. I I, I don't care, uh, to be honest, Matt. Um, it always creates a bit of debate, doesn't it? The numbers. People get a bit precious about the numbers. I, I mean, I've got to say, I'm just going to go straight out on the bat. I I'm I don't really care for the history of the numbers. I, I care more for the future of the numbers. And what I mean by that is I want them to create their lineage. So I want Ollie Hollands not to be Sticks Kernahan. I want us to start saying, oh, shit, a midfielder's got it. Let's hope he's as good as Ollie. So I love Ollie. I think Ollie looks good in the number four. My brain works like this. Some people suit numbers. 24 I like. I think it's interesting as well that Jackson Bin's got a, that the player started to get promoted, you know, with the numbers, which is usually an indication of seniority. So yeah. I think, I th I can't think of anyone better. Knowing I never saw Sticks play, but he really epitomizes what Cowton were about in the, the 90s. Do you know what I mean? The 90s and the 80s, the dominant years. I feel like Ollie Hollands is the poster boy of, what Voss's team is about. Hard working, sacrifice, no job too big, too small. This guy tackles Ruckman. I really like, I like the numbers. I mean, I'm not saying the numbers are not important. Bugs Bow and uh, James, don't put words in my mouth. I'm just saying I don't care. Do you know what I mean? They, they could wear 99 for all I care. What yeah. I care about is the future of that jersey. It's no good someone telling me Sticks Kernahan used to be good. Sticks Kernahan ain't going to win me a flag. 2024 ollie hollands is there hopefully Whoa. so i feel like they get compared too much where i'm sam mitchell's belief when he hands out the guernseys don't you dare come here and tell me you're going to be the next sam mitchell or luke hodge leave here so the next kid comes in tells me he's going to be the next you and that's sam mitchell's philosophy at half farm that's the philosophy i like i respect your philosophy i respect sam mitchell's philosophy but I'm going to indulge in the numbers because I love when the numbers change. I'm a, well, I, just, I love the numbers. I love, you know, I, I, I think don't read into it. I think there are certain numbers that have a gravity to them, such as the two, the four, and the 25. And there hasn't been a year that I remember for a while where such numbers, which have had such legends wear them, have become available. Um, and I think it was a bit of a changing of the guard. And it kind of was a bit of a symbol of today for me anyway, because. I'm so used to seeing Dow, O'Brien, Fisher, Plowman, et cetera, run around. And then all of a sudden you click your fingers. We've gone through this whole three, four month period of are they going, are they staying? They're going, they're gone. Their numbers have already been, you know, filled and we move on. So to your point, you're right. It is just a number and you move on. But nonetheless, these are the official changes. I know that we've probably all seen them, but for those who haven't, Lockie Cowan has moved into the number two. Way! Way! 
Big um, cow dog. Yeah. Ollie Hollins is definitely the the one that's garnered the most, uh, I think, attention. He's gone into the four, obviously made famous by you know Sticks Kernahan. I'm sure there's others in there as well. But um, interestingly enough, so with the number change, I wasn't sure if too many players would change their numbers because you've got to play 100 games in a certain number to get your locker on your name on the locker. So Ollie's played 19 games. Cowan has played, uh, I think, less than 10. So that would make sense. So Ollie's got to play another 100 games now to get his number, his name on the number four locker. Um, but I like it. And I think you're right with what you're saying around him exuding that Carlton spirit. And I'll touch on Ollie in a minute because he just has this commitment to his training that was evident today. Uh, number 14, Orazio Fantasia. Number 20. He looks your boy, a 14. He does look a 14. Uh, your boy Elijah Hollands wore the number 20 today with a cap on. He looked really good today, by the way. Oh, I, I like 20. Yeah. He looks like a 20. Two really? tens. Are you getting into it, mate? I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you see, I'm excited about the now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I appreciate the history. I, I, I want to see a 100-game Elijah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Bins took the 25. Big Interesting. What about junior level and um, um, my spy in chat? Really Where are you? Judy Buckland nailed it. He wore it 25. If you watch Pommy and Oz material, the only picture you have of Ollie Ollie, um, of Jackson is 25. The rest are in his other number. You can't get a good picture of him. I like that 25. Okay. There you go. Uh, 32. Taken by Matthew Carroll, who also wore a hat today and kicked with his left peg. Nice kick on him. Oh, um, Carroll. <laughs> I will do anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chant in the making there for him. There we go. Uh, Rob Monaghan, the Irish lad, number 34. He's got an athletic profile on him. I will say that. You could tell he's foreign. Yeah, he's got an athletic profile on him, no doubt about it. He's... You can tell he's foreign. Why? why? Does he? Is it because he thinks Linguini's two-minute noodles? No, just, you know, the, the kicking action, you can, you know, you watch it and you can tell, you know, who grew up kicking the ball with the action and who's who's brought it on. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> number 35, Billy Wilson. <laughs> What's funny? Bit, you know what? You know, you know how I associate numbers? Yeah. And I, hopefully chat can resonate with me. I always think they have personality. So, you know, 35 yeah. to me, I could be wrong because Bugs Bow and Brian, great people in chat, you guys have got more history than me. But I associate them with players and their personalities. So 35 to me is clubman, hardworking, grafter. Do you know what I mean? Might not be the best player, but he's going to put a shift in. So what What an honour. Yeah. He, he was the surprise pick. He's got Ed Kerner. Cult hero. I like that. that. That's a big shoe to fill. I like that. Yeah. And then your boy Ashton Moyer has gone for the big, the God. big 43. It's And he's, you know, ready to make it his own. Uh, we haven't had a successful 43 in a while. We just haven't. It's It's been a big, it's been a, it's, um, you know, we think of Kuda. Kuda made it what it was. He was, I think, was Kuda the, maybe those in the, in the chat can correct me. Was Kuda the first 43 of, you know, of note? Did he make the 43 what it was? Or was there someone many years before him? But Moya in the 43, taking it on. Uh, he's got all the tools. 
And I think it's a nice little touch as well. You know, you know, you know what turns me on about that is knowing Cooter personally, big personality. I only watched his highlights, but speaking to my father-in-law and you guys, this guy is X Factor. He's the another level, the Greek Adonis. You know what? The two things that turned me on about players is was it 47 that was the only one that had no numbers on the locker when we went? 47. Yeah, 47, 46 through to 50. The the two things that would turn me on as a fan is a player like Ashton going in, I want the big boy number. I want the big boy number. Like Ronaldo did at United, he wanted number seven. Right. Big number at United. That turns me on. Or someone goes, no, I want 47. That's going to be my number. I'm going to be the first one on there. They're the two things that turn me on. Big number for a man with big kahunas. Ashton... He's gonna be it. Can't wait to see little yeah. Ashy. Yeah. Look, it's gonna I, I be. I want to go from each pocket with each foot against Collingwood, and then he yeah. gives it that to the cheer squad. <laughs> when he's ready to take on those big games, and um, you know, whenever that time comes, it's it's exciting because he he does have a bit of attitude. Which, if in the right environment, and if you know, nurtured in the right way, and if it's channeled in the right way. It can be a massive advantage. And, you know, point of difference was the name of the game for us in this draft period. And you can kind of see he's not – that was the other thing about the, the kids. Like, Billy, Billy's pretty slight. slight. He's very shredded. Um, Ashton – He looks like an Adonis, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like in like – He's. I feel like his body fat would be off the charts in terms of how low it is. Um, but Ashton, for me, my, my first perception of him was he's a lot taller than what I had pictured based on the highlights. He's, he's not a small boy. He's a big boy. Mate, you, if you owed him money, you'd pay up. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know what I like about all three of the guys? And I know Ashton more than the other two. I'm familiar with the other two. But, do you know what I mean? I've followed Ashton a lot, is just how articulate he is. So genuinely, and this is a very throwaway statement, and I'm not criticising players, but players who do what he do, genuinely as kids come across very arrogant, very self-serving, and I'd say not very street smart. What I love about Ashton is you hear him speak, this guy's a football nuffy, but he's very articulate and he's a very intelligent young man as well. And you know what? One of the most dangerous things in the world is if you combine talent, self-belief, and application, and you've got a complete liability for success there. I, I think Ashton's going to be something special. Mm-hmm. I don't often get excited by draftees. Ashton excites me. I think Ashton is a walk-up start round one. I, I think like he'll it. surprise you this preseason. I like it. Well, when it comes to you know these jumper presentations, and you know sometimes you have legends in the room there's potentially some pretty pretty big names to come and hand over these jumpers i mean i don't think ollie hollands gets presented a new does he does he get presented a new jumper now like by sticks is that i thought you it was your first it game. Dog, chance to meet yeah. sticks yeah Check his hands. yeah hmm. i just want to see cooter i agree with the girls in chat cooter well that'll happen for sure because it'll be ashton's first game when it happens no i just want to see that though do you mean cooter yeah Check his hands. <laughs> big hands as well. Yeah, giant hands. Uh, big cooter. So, 
those are the official numbers. Training. Did a report with Paul Sebastiani. We spoke about training. If you weren't there, what did you really miss out on? I think if I had to summarize one thing, it was the fact that everyone was there, not from the standpoint of, oh, the boys are committed and they've come early to train with the first and four-year players, but to see the likes of Martin, McGovern, Marchbank, Cunning, like everyone was there. And it was more a testament of, oh my God, the list is, touch wood, all here, all healthy. Cripps was not at training or he wasn't there. Charlie was inside, he didn't come outside. Pitto was also the same. Uh, I think Kennedy was as well. So you had a few absentees in that regard. But in terms of people on the long-term injury list, that kind of thing, it was just really refreshing to see the whole list out there. And, you know, it wasn't the best session. It was raining, so you can't take too much out of it. But it was just good to see everyone there day one of, of preseason. You've got a full list to start with. And, you know, Zach Williams, obviously a good a feel-good story. He's back at training. Um these types. So that's kind of, that was my whole summary of today, takeaway of today. You know, Ollie Hollands, yes, he was active. He was vocal, um, really looks to be a lot more comfortable, probably ahead of where I thought he would be at this point in terms of his comfort around the place. So that was good to see. Um, saw him and Elijah link up a few times in some of the match scene. That was cool. Um, but yeah, overall, it was just more about, okay, time to turn the lead, turn, turn the page, move on. And, uh, you know, start with a healthy list. And, you know, this is a team that's in a premiership window. This is where we're at. Never get tired of you saying that, Terry. Premiership window. <laughs> we are in a premiership window. Just used to fucking be looking in the window. Now, now we've got True. a name for it. I'm so excited. True. We used to Terry, be projecting. <laughs> I agree with the chat. Lou and Bugsbell want to know, was, was Ashton kicking with both feet? Because that is no. sexy. I had a look out for it. At most, all of the draftees were, for the most part, running laps and just easing themselves into it. They did the warm up. They did some kick to kick, and you know there was a bit of right right foot, left foot, but everyone was doing it. Um, but in terms of the what we've seen in the videos with the set shots, I didn't see much of that. Um, they were on. I would say that the draftees were on light duties today. Did Ashton kick with both feet today? Yes, he did, but not to a level where I can't wait till they do that thing. Do you remember when we saw Ben Silvani kicking at goal and he smashed a car window? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait till we see that drill with Ashton because, honestly, that, that's going to be like the first time I watch that, the Beatles concert on top of that roof. It's going to be like yeah. that. I'll, I'll have tears in my eyes seeing that in person. Left yeah. and right pegs. Yeah. No, look. Stop it. Good vibes. We're not projecting about if this team can be good in a couple of years. It's like the reality for the team right now, in in my view, curious to see yours is whatever the whatever comes of the next, you know, what do we call it, three to five year block. This is it. This is this is the group. List management's been done. The contracts have been locked in. The key players are there for the next little period of time whatever comes of this period is what happens. And hopefully it's a premiership or a couple. And there's, it's just so different to be thinking that way this time of year. Like the fact that it's November and I 
I, I want to talk about football. This is not something I've experienced. This time last year, I think I uploaded three videos in November. I did I, football was the furthest thing on my mind. So I'm excited, mate. Yeah, you, you know what? It's always a risk because you could dare say this is a golden generation, but I, I loved, and trust me, as a POM, that golden generation, we've had a few of them and they've disappointed us. Um, I loved, st- I love Vossi's email he sent us all today. Um, I got excited when I saw my name. I thought, oh, maybe Michael Voss has watched my stuff and he's sending me an email. It was a member's email, I was gutted. But he ended it with stay humble and stay yeah. hungry. Yeah. That turns me on. Do you know what I mean? Because it would be quite easy to get carried away. Oh, we finished, we won a few Premier, we won a few finals. Woo! I like that. That That's champion speak. Do you know what I mean? We've done something, you're excited, we've got more to do. We've got more yeah. to do. We're still hungry. I like that. And you know what? Hopefully, I get to be what I, what I complain about. You know when I complain about everyone talking about history? I hope in 20, 30 years, there's a young Pom hosting this show and he invites old-timer Pom on and he tells me to shut the fuck up about history when I'm boring him about Crips, Kerner. <laughs> oh, mate, he's no Charlie Kerner. I, I, I hope we're there and I hope this is the golden generation. I hope this is the mantle my kids and their kids yeah. have to hold against because it's all set up for them. This is it now. This is it. Yeah. You ain't. They ain't going to get a better chance yeah. winning this flag than they are now. Yeah. What a time no. to be alive. What a time to be blue. Yeah. Couldn't help but think as well, playing in finals and going deep into finals is actually an advantage come once preseason starts because your bodies are more hardened because you've had less rest. Let's be honest. You've had less rest than the team that didn't finish in the eight. Um, and for many years, that wasn't us. Now that is. We'll see if that theory stacks up. But stay humble, stay hungry. There's, I've got four lines of lyrics to just not sing to you, but just read to you. And I feel like it just, it just, so as my soul heals the shame, I will grow through this pain. Lord, I'm doing all I can to be a better man. Humble, hungry, humility, respect. It's like, come on. Is is karaoke night down at the pit week again? You always go back to where you start, they always say. Hey, come on. Belt it out at the MCG before a game. Mate, people won't know what to do. Mate, better man. What a song, to be fair. Good track by Robs. Well, I've you got, held the key. You do watch alongs. Mate, I, I, I'm, I'm, more of a, uh, I'm more of an early Robbie Williams. I, I like old before I die. Okay. I think if there was a theme music of my life before my wife, that would be the song. Oh, yeah. So better man, instead of male, what I mean is human, like human. Be a better human. Politics with Terry Degani. You like that? You like that one? I was, I was <laughs> impressed. I was impressed. <laughs> I, was, I was impressed. Nah, nah it, it, mate, it, it's good times. It's good times. And, you know, there's, there's an old... Um, philosophy of once you've done something it's quite easy to replicate it's quite hard to imagine and i i think for the boys in this preseason they've always imagined what finals would be like what would it be like 
they've done it. They've done it. They were four quarters away from the big one. Do you know what I mean? Playing in the biggest game of their lives. Four game, four quarters is what separates them from probably, if you're honest, one quarter. If they did one quarter differently, they could have been there. So now they've lived it. They've breathed it. It's quite easy to do it again once you know what it takes. They know they're good enough to compete with the eight best sides in the country. Fuck, they were fourth best side of the country. Let that sink in. Fourth best side in the country. Mm-hmm. If we're American, fourth best side in the world. Because remember, the Americans just count the only True. spot they play as a world game. So, this is, uh, so imagine we, that. We are competing for the world the world championship of Aussie rules football. <laughs> hey, mate, you better fucking believe it. When we win a flag, I'm calling us the world champions. We are the world champs. Yeah, we are the world champs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a flag when Pom wins it. It's, a, it's the World Cup, mate. It's the world championships. Best in the yeah. world, baby. Now... The word expectation can be a sensitive one for the Carlton Football Club because sometimes expectation is what leads you to disappointment if you don't get what you have expected. So I want to do a pulse check. Like, What is your expectation of next season? This used to be an exercise in how many games do we have to win? I don't know if that's the case now once you get to the very top. I think it's more of a putting yourself in a situation to win. But I won't speak on everyone's behalf. What is your expectation of 2024 as we enter preseason? Last season, it was top four. This season, flag. Flag. Expectation. Flag. You're one Mm. game away. You know what I mean? Everyone was saying finals was the minimum expectation because they were one game away. Well, what's one game away from where we were? Flag. Flag. Say it with me. Flag. Flag. Hey, huh? Good. Cool. Agreed. I've been I've been saying get to a home prelim because I feel like to be humble, you've got to just understand that you've got to make the prelims to give yourself a chance to win it. But no, I, would I be devastated and disappointed? Would it be a wasted year if we made a prelim and didn't go further? I don't know. Maybe we have to wait and see. You've home prelim. Home prelim, we make the granny. That's how babe, I see it. Babe, we're in the business of winning. No one cares if you play home away in the fucking Taj Mahal. True. Flag. I I don't think it's arrogant. I don't think it's not being humble. I think why not? We are true more than capable of beating Brisbane, and we are more than capable of winning a flag. You know what I mean? That, 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 you said expectation. My aim is yeah. to go one better than this year. Let's win the fucking thing. True. I think I have a fear of saying it. Like, a, you know, a deep down fear of saying it. I always have this mentality. I said top four at the start of last season. If you fail, that's top eight, right? Mm-hmm. If you say home prelim is your success, if you fail... What about if they replicate this year? Is that a failure? Then? Because you've already set a loose thing. Flag, losing finalist, that's still pretty good. Home prelim and losing finalist, that's still pretty good. Let's go all the way. But why can't we do it? No one gave Pies a chance. They did it. Why can't we do what the Pies are doing? We're just as good as that's them. We We're brave. We're big. That's- We've learned. We're hungry. 
let's go for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do okay. it. Let's do it. No We're fear. Gonna win the league. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. The league. <laughs> what, 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 we've only got one thing to fear, and that's ourselves. True. Every game we lost last year, we were dog shit and stupid. It was our own fault. That's very true. It Brisbane. was our own doing. Brisbane, we got a little bit lackadaisical, a little bit cowardly, but we could do it if we wanted to. So let's go hard. Let's go on. Let's win this fucking thing. Let's bring it home. Why not? Do you know that notion of premiership experience or championship experience? <laughs> World sport, you win a title, you win a championship, whatever. The year after, you, you actually gain a level of, of confidence. I've actually seen it in the AFL many times there's that aura of winning the flag for the first time do you think we will gain that a similar type of confidence knowing what we did this year i think confidence should be sky high i mean what doubt could be left anymore mm. i mean you gotta remember round 12 True. people were burning their memberships people were turning to blooming ice hockey can't wait for the nfl season to start at that point in time, we were sacking the coach, we were sacking the board, sacking half the players, having a rebuild. Nick Austin had lost his job. Luke Sayers was needed to go. Having a rebuild. Weeks, yeah, do you know what I mean? 12 weeks later, we were talking about fighting destiny and shit like that. So I'm a firm believer, and she nails it, Explicit Empress, as always. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Put it out to the fucking ether. What, what's this fear thing? I've heard, I've heard people being scared. I'm, I'm scared of nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's, I, I think it's quite easy to go on record now. Some sad little prick clips this when Carlton lose round 14. He's probably a Collingwood fan, plays it and goes, oh, Pom thought they were going to win a flag in November. It's easy for me to deal with that. Right? Do you know what I mean? But mm. why can't they do it? Why can't they do it? I mean, fucking hell, every player on our list has won a final now. It's true. $18 for a B8. Maybe it's time to manifest. Well, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Kate's I, won't getting be it. I want it to be $100. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, look, you make a good point. You make a good point. We went from zero finals experience to, you know, 66 games of finals experience spread across the group. So you've got to remember yeah. how did they go from round 12 to prelim? Do you think? Do you think they just sat there and hoped it would happen? Hoped tomorrow True. gets better. Begged for tomorrow to get better. You know what they did? They believed. Someone they in that dressing room will have said, "Fuck this for a game of soldiers." I'm playing finals this year, and I'm winning one. Right? They all had to buy into that. If any of them had doubt, fear, tell you what. Right now, we would have had. We'd have some spud as the new coach. True. We would have traded four players. True. We'd probably have some melt as the CEO now. It would have been chaos, bottom four. We would have been celebrating having Nick Watson in at the club, the wizard. There would have been some post, the wizard of Icon Park. I would have been telling you, do you believe in magic? Because he's a wizard. Like, do you know what I mean? This is where we are now. This is real. It's tangible. So let's get behind them. Because I, I, you can't doubt these boys now. They did something impossible last year. True. Winning the flag seems quite easy compared to no, what I, we did last year. I, I'll tell you what it is. Maybe I haven't articulated it. 
it feels like we're, we're we have just opened the door to a new era of three, four, five, six years of a team where you know they're going to be contenders because you know we're that good. I've not experienced it, and I took it for granted. The previous reboot, I thought it would happen for sure because this is just what happens when you rebuild. You go through the, you go through the system. You get the draft picks. You develop them, and you you go through your window. We didn't have a window. It was cut short. It was it was nothing. So I, I think I'm, maybe I'm being a little bit fearful and a bit cowardly. But I also I don't want to. I don't have life experience of oh the golden era of Carlton, a five year period where it was just. 15 plus win seasons year after year. And like that prospect of entering that is something I'm not able to draw on. It's a new, it's, it's, it's imaginary to me. Like, I'm sure this is where we're at. The list is in great shape. Uh, I guess I just don't want to jinx it. I'm just being careful. Uh, stuff like that doesn't exist, Terry. You're okay. Yeah, okay. I'm going to work on it. All right. It, 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 mate, honestly, look, we'll, we'll do what we always do. We'll believe they're not going to win 24 games in a row, 26 games. There's going to be games where they'll fuck up. No doubt in my mind, we go to play Fremantle in South Australia. They're fight, they're four and zero. They got battered by everyone. And suddenly Nat Five thinks it's 2014 again and absolutely destroys us. We'll be down in the doldrums. But you know what we know? And this is the biggest message I can give to the fans. One thing we know for sure. And they've all told us this from the kitman to the physio. When we're with them, we're the difference. So you know what? When we lose, we're going to be upset. But then we're going to fucking dust them down, give them a kiss on the forehead and say, go out there next week and batter them bastards. And that's what we need to do. And that's what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see. I want to, not that I don't believe in the fan base, but I'm excited to see the fan base rally behind them after a couple of losses in a row where where we find ourselves in our next little dip. Our next little dip of form is coming. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's coming. And I'm curious to see us as a fan base learn from from the past and see how we go. Yeah, and we'll be there for them, as Hmm. we always are. We'll be there for them, giving them love. And, you know, the most important thing is if Cripps is watching this, because I know Cripps enjoys watching these kind of shows. You know what, Cripps? You, you big stiff melt you're going to be holding that 17th mate in what nine months time can't wait on it yeah bring me it home paul sebastiani's in the chat he's writing this he's put it on the agenda the pies and the blues grand final number 17 that's another memory i don't have collingwood in a grand final that's something that this generation i think needs um and i asked paul today in the training report i asked him who are, who is, slash who are that next wave of leaders? I would say we have young leaders as it stands. I think Sam Walsh being a vice captain, I think he's a pretty young leader of the group. Um, I think there are players in the team who are not labeled vice captain or captain who still show leadership. But who who do you look at from, you know, maybe the ones that are under 21, 20, under 22? that you say these guys are showing the traits of early leadership? I think Ollie would be up there, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Ollie. Yeah. Um, I always think the best leaders in the world have a bit of adversity. Mm-hmm. They have intelligence. And they have to grow up quickly and experience things that most young 
men and women don't get. So I, I really like Ashton's story. He's had to overcome an injury which he could hardly walk. That, in his own words, he had to relearn how to play the game in his draft year. I think that kind of thing wises you up, makes you understand trauma, and makes you understand things. So I think he's a little leader. Um, and definitely, um, people haven't talked about him, but I think our rookie pick particularly, um, Matty Carroll, um, was in the leadership circles at Sandy Dragons. Um, they're a three-time flag winner now. He was a big part of that as well. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see him have a little bit of a an Ed, Ed Kerner route of leadership in the terms of that he, he's done everything the hard way. He's he's had to grind. He hasn't got the the kudos, the kudos of being a kid superstar. He's been a grafter, and I also think that makes you an incredible leader as well. Mm-hmm. Was correct me if I'm wrong. Was Lockie Cowan the captain of Tasmania? Lockie Cowan was in the leadership group. Yes, he was um, captain of Tassie as well. He also won a uh, one of them. He also won the uh, Moorish medal. Not the Moorish medal. Oh no. <laughs> Hey, third time lucky. It's the third Morris medalist on the list. Third time lucky. <laughs> I, I conveniently left that out of his draft profile. No, I'm with you. I think now is the time to use it. it it's third time's a charm. Um, you, you, you know what as well? I don't know if you've seen it. It went live just before we went live, but there's an interview with Cowan and Binzi saying, don't say it, and it's them taking the piss. Yeah. But just listen to Lockie Cowan and Binzi speak, how mature they are as young men. Do you know what I mean? Young, young, young men with young leadership capabilities. They're very, very articulate young boys. Very articulate young boys. Wow. It's... And they it's haven't played early. many games. You know what I mean? They've played, what, two games between them? It's too early to be this fidgety and excited for a season. Just want to see him kick a fucking ball, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Let, Let's uh, have round negative 30 and just start now. True. <laughs> true. I'm so happy the season starts a week earlier. I know that, you know, opening rounds brought with it a bit of a conversation around whether it's good or bad for the game, but... The fact that we have cut by seven days uh, the wait for a season or for Carlton to play for points, exciting. Um, for those of you watching at home after the show, about to finish, about to wrap up after the show, uh, if you haven't watched the training, there's two videos I've put out today. The training recap, I sit with Paul Sebastiani, we just talk through everything we saw today. Um, and also the training highlights. So just raw footage of the training session. Um, so go and check them out. Heath Buck also put out a training recap slash highlights video as well. Um, so lots of lots of content to get through today. And I feel like there's going to be another open training session. There's definitely the Christmas session. Um, I had a look through uh, the videos on the channel from last year. And we did one on the 17th, I think it was, of December which was a Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and I'm like, if we see anything, I'll obviously post about it or talk about it on the show. Nothing has been announced, but you you know that there is going to be another open training session in the lead into Christmas. So um, that's that. Terry, what about what the people really want? Let's give them what they really want. When are we having a Christmas party, Terry? 
Con chat, get with me. Let's have some beers, some Christmas love. Get the mistletoe out and we'll do some karaoke. Karaoke blew up. I don't have a date. I'm working on it. I don't have a date. Truth is, I'm not. I'm more excited to do a season launch than a Christmas party. That's the truth. Bar humbug. Yeah. You said you don't want to put a curse on it. I reckon count and a curse not to win a flag unless we have a Christmas party. <laughs> the oh, best yeah. thing about spirituality is you can play on it. You can play on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, out to the Ethan Altas. Back to the drawing board. Um, also, I've, I've mentioned this a few weeks ago. Now, this beautiful bomber that I waited so long to get. Stay tuned. You are going to have a chance to win this. I'm going to raffle it off for Christmas. And those of you who are watching now, there's 190 of you right now, uh, you will have a chance to win this bomber jacket. So I've got something in the works for you in the lead up to Christmas. Uh, there you go. I'm getting into the spirit. I am. Wayne, hell's yeah. Two bucks. Thank you. Oh, booking a venue. All right. Listen, TBD. TBD. We'll working on it. Con, 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 sorry. Like, look, both of our great cultures, Australia and the United Kingdom, are known for that party culture at Christmas. It would be rude for our forefathers if we didn't do it, I reckon. Okay. What would Sticks Kernahan do? He would have a party booked. True. Maybe Norton's is the spot. Oh, they are. Easy. Yes. Okay. With karaoke. With karaoke and sticks. And he can present Ash. He can present Ollie Hollands with his Guernsey at the BA Christmas party. I think Robbie Williams should remember he's a Cowton fan and a Pom. And I can tell you, as a Cowton Pom, I would fly over and host that and do a private concert for Cowton fans. If he if if he's the good hearted English bloke I know, there it is. <laughs> I kind of want to find this video of Robbie Williams to play. Um, let me get it up. Robbie's got a pool. Let's have a pool party around Robbie's gaff. I don't think he has a, an Australian house though. That's the issue. I meant Robbie Varley, not Robbie, oh, Robbie Varley. I don't know Robbie, but I wish I did know Robbie. He'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right, Robbie. It's probably here. Any chance we can go to LA, bro? Yeah. Okay. That's us. That was great. That was good fun. I've, I've enjoyed that one. That's good. Yeah. You've, you've got me into a Christmas party. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I've been talking to venues and we've been going back and forth. I've got to lock one in. But we will definitely do a season launch. <laughs> anyway, hey, Christmas party. Pom, great to great to have you here, mate. Uh, ladies and gents, good to have you here. Thanks for tuning in. Go and check out the videos on the channel after this. And Pommy, what have you got on this week on the channel? I have no idea. Um, I have every AFL club's off season, so I take you through their outs, their ins, their replacements, and give you some homework to look at some draftees. So, Cowton should be where are we? A, B, C. So probably Friday. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> Took a while to work out the alphabet. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, ladies and gents. Good night. Yalla. Peace. <laughs>
Bye.